over. It's all over. The drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Franco Corso in Brunswick and Portland. If I see one bloke walk out of here, give a pat on the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Welcome to episode four of the Kennel Cough. My name is Caleb Scanlon. Joining me in the studio is Neve Felton. Neve, what a week for Western Bulldogs. Oh, the season 2018's finally started. It's back. We're... Wow, round one. Wasn't it good? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only. Uh <laughs> Did you you got to the game live, didn't you? Yes. In yep. the sweltering thirty degrees. Yeah, heat it was disgusting. <laughs> it was actually so bad. I was sweating more than Ben Cousins in an airport. So. <laughs> Did you have that joke uh, written down somewhere? Yeah, I actually have it written on my hand. But, um, <laughs> but I had it written down, yeah, but then bad. it sweated off. But um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it was really hot in there. It was weird because I had the roof open the night before, I think, for mm-hmm. St Kilda Adelaide, and then because people were like, "Hey, you have to close the roof. The sun gets in the way." Like they did, but it was still hot and it felt like just the world's grossest sauna yeah. and just the smell of Essendon supporters, like not good, not yeah. pleasant. Uh, we'll get into reviewing the game very, very shortly, but let's start off with the headlines. First headline we have was Damien Barrett has been attacked by Luke Darcy. Yeah, it was so good. I'm so happy. So, yeah, Damien Barrett seems to have a bit of a... um. Like, weird vendetta against the Bulldogs, because I think one time Bevo, like, put him in his place. I remember watching it on some... In the Brownlow? Yeah, he, like, came Mm. up... Oh, Damien Barrett said one thing, like, oh, I came up to you and you wouldn't speak to me, and Beveridge is like, no, you didn't talk to me. And, like, on TV was like, no, that's incorrect. Like, what you're saying is lies, (laughs) and, like, all this sort of stuff. And he's like, oh, I tried to call you and you wouldn't, like, let me. And he's like, Bevo's like, no, that's what everyone has to do. They have to go through the club. Like, I'm not just going to... Whatever it was, he, like, put... Barrett in his place and it was awesome and now Barrett hates the Bulldogs hates yep. Luke Beveridge wants him sacked like wrote so many horrible articles about us in the he last two he was skating rounds. last week he was absolutely scathing and yeah obviously- he said that certain players wouldn't kick the ball to each other <laughs> yeah. because they didn't like each other and I was like that is really I think like that is the most stupid idiotic thing I've ever heard in my yep. whole life so on uh, Triple M there was this footage of Luke Darcy crazy. taking him Taking him to task. Taking him to task. We'll just play it now. And, you know, player unrest is... It's the easiest and the weakest story to report, Dave. Give me an hour. Didn't use the word unrest. Didn't use the word unrest. Communication breakdown. Well, give me any workplace environment, Dave. Send me a challenge. Give me an hour. GWS on top of the uh, the ladder at the moment. I can get you a story within an hour that there's a communication yep. breakdown yep. between certain people at GW. Without trying, I can get that there story. There was no communication. I can get that story in any work environment. Okay. That you, get. you put 100 people together, yep. do you think 100 people in a work environment all communicate perfectly and effectively? Also, what do you reckon, Neve? You put 100 people together, do you reckon they'll all communicate effectively? Or no, is that- God, no. I think it makes a good point. In workplaces, it just doesn't happen. 100%. Like, I was, I was saying, I've complained to you about my job that many times. <laughs> Uh, the communication breakdowns there, like it's pretty, 
um, pretty standard. I also noticed like Barrett just talks over the top yeah. of Darcy the whole time, which is just really unprofessional. Well, Barrett, in, in the rest of the interview, Barrett asks Darcy to take off his Western Bulldogs scarf and Western Bulldogs beanie. I encourage Darcy to keep it on because there's not hmm. enough people in the media that fly the flag for the dogs. Yeah, You've got exactly. like Mark Stevens, Danny McGinley yeah, on, on game day. And that's probably it. Like <laughs> yeah. everyone just has, like you said, a vendetta for the dogs. So Especially good on Damian you, Barrett. But um, it was interesting as well because during the week, um, on we uh, retweeted it onto the Kennelcroft Twitter. Oh, Follow yes. us at Kennelcroft Pod. Um, it was a picture of Kieran Collins, Bailey Williams, Caleb Daniel, and Rock Smith wearing like these matching beige skivvies, like all posing together. They each had like a photo on mm-hmm. each one's Instagram. Um, and at the same time, it was like there's player unrest, yeah. like blah blah blah. Meanwhile, they're just like posing together. Exactly, it was little, amazing. Like, it was really cute. Can skivvies. Yeah, uh, I think they're all housemates. So Rourke Smith, Bailey, yeah, Williams. but and like someone who how would have had to take the photo as well. Yeah, so, could have set it on timer, or they could have just asked like their, their neighbour. True, someone get someone around to take. <laughs> get I'll take over. the tape. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, and it's like um, yeah, and yeah, Barrett said that we weren't kicking it to certain players, and there was all this sort of stuff. Mm. Um, after the game, Will Anderson tweeted, oh, this is great, yeah. if they're just kicking it to their mates, the good news is they all seem like mates. <laughs> um, and Easton Wood also said, like, um, it's just laughable, like, that you would have enough time on the footy field to consider, like, one, you don't always consider the best option, especially when you're under pressure and you're not playing very well. Mm-hmm. So that could be a reason you wouldn't kick it to someone who's open. <clears throat> but also you don't have enough time to look at the person and be like, oh, no, sorry, like, I've got beef with them <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. like, not kick it to them. It's like that half a second you have before you get tackled, you go, oh, don't really like this person here. Yeah, I'd rather get, like, thrown into the turf. Yeah. So, I yeah. saw another great tweet uh, just, like, highlighting. So Andrew McDougall, who was a friend of the show, tweeted, uh, those are at the Sandy support... Sorry, those were at Sandy today supporting their Footscray VFL teammates off the top of my head. Bevo, Bont, Dalhouse, Hunter... Daniel, Morris, Wood, Redpath, English, Williams, Richard, Shackey, Collins. Not sure if that's a group which hates each other. Yeah, Bang and on. somebody else had listed a few um, more players who oh, were there. Yeah. And then Lin Jong, Jack McRae were also watching Footscray today. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I think there's not a whole lot of merit in what Damien Barrett's saying. Yeah, kind of odd. Anyway, it's almost as if Barrett doesn't understand friendship or having friends or oh. being wanted, but <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, too good. Uh, next headline before we get def- uh, like a lawsuit from Damien Barrett. Mm. Uh, oh, well, Irish- bring it on, people. <laughs> bring it on. I know he listens every week. <laughs> Irish bomber Connor McKenna cops, a three, cops three weeks from the AFL tribunal for biting Tory Dixon. Do you reckon it was fair or I think um, three weeks is probably the minimum? Yeah, three weeks definitely minimum for biting. The difference between the last, you know, the last biting incident with Maston, I think it was from, I always remember it's Maston because masticating Masticating <laughs> is another word for biting and it sounds like the same word. Anyway. Um, yeah, just those mnemonic devices. Um, <laughs> anyway, and Maston's one broke the skin and drew blood, whereas McKenna didn't um, like... It was more like a hickey than anything. I saw a picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that as well. Um, I, I questioned whether Tori Dixon had just like had a bit of fun the night before. And <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> um, yeah. And Look, just putting two and two together. Yeah, okay. He's like, oh, I kind of bit me. But um, yeah, not like just biting, just weird. And it was such a weird one because it makes Connor McKenna look like such a sore loser. It was the best chase down tackle. Yeah. Chased him for like 30 metres. To like roll him. someone over and bite him. Yeah. It was just like... Dude, get it. Like, I can understand. Yeah, look, you look like a sore loser, but also biting is just weird. Like, biting is something that children do. Yeah. Like, I don't get... Maybe it's a big thing in Ireland. Maybe that's, like, how they settle I did, disputes. Ooh, I did see a meme that was, like, um, like a black and white version of the photo of him biting um, Tori, and it was, like, 
um, <laughs> Irishman resorts to cannibalism during the potato famine or something I like that. I saw that. That was so good. But it just, I've always liked Conor McKenna because his accent is so thick. And yeah. there's that interview with him um, and Luke Darcy <laughs> and um, Richo. And they're cannot, both so big yeah. and tall and they're just standing like down looking at him and they cannot figure out what he's saying <laughs> for the life of them. And it's so good. Yeah, amazing. Um, but yeah, now he bites people. So so he's just moved down the ranks in your Yeah, he has. Ranking. Yeah, literally. Uh, Zane Cordy also accepted a one-match suspension for the softest hit on Kale well, Hooker. It did. It was an elbow to the face. But I reckon... The, uh, I thought... I saw it as just like a bit of a bump. And he's like throwing his arm in there. Yeah, and true. I, I mean, reckon Hooker Hooker's... acts like he got shot. Exactly. So. That's what I was going to say. And the only reason you can really see it is because he flops to the ground. And yeah, then that's true. They look at it and then. Well, apparently on um, Triple M, they were like, oh, they're going to have a look at that. And I spoke my thing, just to stop myself getting really mad about the fact that we don't really have a big defender to play against Buddy. I'm just like, if that happened to one of our guys, then mm. I would be like, a week, six weeks. You know what I mean? Like, so I'm just thinking, okay, if. If it was the other way around and Hooker had hit Cordy like that, I wouldn't be. Um, I would want him to get a week. But also, Cordy yeah, wouldn't throw right. yeah, his yeah. head back and like drop to his knees, like mm. really melodramatically because he's because he's a bulldog and he's yeah, not a softie. tough. He's a tough guy. So <laughs> you know, he's from the West. Exactly. This one I really liked, and you sent this one to me straight after the game. Yeah. The Western Bulldogs sang the song once with all the teammates, and that was what went on whatever yep, the Fox or Channel Seven. But afterwards, they got all of the staff, or uh, well, all the staff that were around. Yeah, uh, Peter Gordon staff. was in there, support support staff, and Injured they sang it a players. second time around, which is amazing. Yeah, and that's it was just so like, nice. That's like the the story that makes your heart warm. Yeah, and um, they asked Eason Wood about it, and he was on SEN, and he was like, "Oh, we just, you know, we just do it. Bevo does everything kind of off the cuff, and it just felt right." So they did it um, again, which I thought was nice. And also is like, ha-ha, look how united we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a huge statement, Direct. I think. Yeah, exactly. To the and media it's cool. that and I saying like, there was, you know, riffs within the Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Libba was there with his crutches. That's he nice. Signing. His hair's getting really tall. Really? Yeah, he's kind of just like growing it upwards, like that guy from Hey Arnold. <laughs> yes. You know, not Arnold, but the yeah, other yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the, I know who you mean. Yeah. Uh, that'd be something. I hope he comes back with it and uses it as like a helmet. Yeah, exactly. Done. <laughs> And the last article we had was in today's paper. Luke Dalhouse wants to stay at the Dogs. He's obviously uncontracted, but he's ta- put off contract talks until the end of the year. But he said, club is like my family. Aww. I mean, if they sing songs together, of course it's like family. Yeah. If, <laughs> yeah I, mean, I don't like, know what you guys did when you were, <laughs> when you were in family. I mean, my family are always <laughs> linking arms and singing songs. Um, yeah, so club is like his family. That's good. The club's like his family. I was thinking about that bit from Arrested Development. It's like, family love Michael. Like, family <laughs> love Dalhouse. So, hopefully, Dalhouse loves family as well. Because yeah. maybe he has a really bad family relationship, but he's like, the club is like, my family is yeah. actually code for I'm getting out. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I'm sure. Um, yeah, I, I like the angle that you've taken there. Thank but, you. Um, fingers crossed it's, he's got a really healthy but family relationship. He <laughs> is a good man. I One time, I went to the gym and I found somebody had dropped his footy card on the ground outside the gym and I picked it up. Claimed it? Yep. And it's mine now and I have it in my room. Nice. And it's always brought me luck. <laughs> and I'm going to give it to someone one time, like in a movie, like, this has always brought me luck. <laughs> and I give it to them. So if he leaves, I'll be really upset because um, I have his footy card and, mm. and he's a good guy. You can't really, like, just get out the pen or whatever and change his I'm going to cut out Ed Richards' face and put it over the yeah, top because he's nice. my new favourite. Let's review the game from the weekend. Dogs won. Uh, okay. 
We'll play a little clip from Bevo's presser because it was pretty awesome. He was pretty happy. All the response in the rooms afterwards. Uh, yeah, just so pleased for the players that um, obviously it's been a challenging couple of weeks you know, on the eve of the season. Some of their teammates went down with injury, and so we had to adjust a few things. And you know, we were probably caught unawares and a little bit surprised by the by the first two rounds um, to a degree. But we, as I've said the last couple of weeks, it's a it's an evolution of a Western Bulldogs team. We don't know um, what sort of a an outfit we're going to be at the end of the year, you know. But um, but we still believe that we we can really be hard to beat and uh, and chalk up the wins along the way. So pretty good news there from Yay. Bevo. Interesting point there. He put, said, "Don't know what kind of team we're going to look like at the end of the year." And I think the one of the positives out of it is that we do have such a long injury list. Yeah. And it's been a blessing in disguise. We've got depth now, like we did in 2016, with youngsters stepping up, playing in the team. We saw Bailey Williams absolutely rip yeah. it up. Yeah. He got um, like seven coaches' votes. Incredible. Um, we'll get Bailey. to our votes in a second. But first, let's talk about what the media were saying about the win. Uh, I'll start with the first one. Mm-hmm. The Age said, Spirited Dogs Back to Winning Ways by Daniel Cherney. Uh, Marcus Bontempelli was dangerous as a tall target, but it wasn't as though he was hauling in pack mark after pack mark. Instead, it was a revolving door of dogs who's chimed him. Wow. I thought that was pretty nice. Uh, Very poetic. Next one you found from the Herald Sun. Yeah, so Sam Landsberger says the jumpers were the same, but that was about it. I don't really know. One of my favourite quotes from that. Uh, <laughs> I read it, and this, this is the best line. He goes, the calendar said April 2018, but there was a hint of September 2016 about the pressure they applied. Ooh, that's good. You. Is he related to Dr. Jake Landsberger? I have not. Who's that? He's the... Oh, who's Jake Landsberger? He's the other doctor. You know how this Zimmerman... Serious? Yeah. Zimmerman oh, I feel terrible. Landsberger. Sorry, Jake. <sighs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Suspended for one week. Yeah, exactly. That's a week suspension. Um, yeah, so that was cool. Uh, the next, the final one. In the AFL media, Ben Guthrie wrote he McLean. He is the brother of um, the Guthries at Geelong. Really? Yep. There so, you go. I don't know if all journalists are related to <laughs> That's how we get in. Clubs. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> he pointed to Toby McLean, and he reckons Toby McLean joins Elite Company. Toby McLean and Gary Ablett Jr., with a list of players who have had six or more score involvements in a single quarter this season. Pretty sweet. Tony yep. McLean started the year pretty well. He was one of the positives out of the first two rounds, and uh, I thought he ripped it up on the weekend as well. Yeah, again, he's um, going leaps and bounds. I guess to be compared to Gary Ablett Jr. is good. Not bad. You'd be pretty happy about that, in uh, my opinion. Next thing you wrote on the run sheet, I love this. You've just written, uh, written Stringer, lol. Yeah, haha, he's played not good, and it was funny. Um, I mean, you weren't at the game, but a few people did boo him, which was pretty I saw that. funny. I when he got the ball, I was like, because I was like, am I gonna boo? Like, I don't know, I'm a bit like Bevo, like I just do things off the cuff, mm. don't really plan, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a bit of a free spirit. So, so you're um, saying you're like, but you're pretty much beverage. I am very much like <laughs> beverage. Um, and yeah, and he, he, I was like, I don't actually care enough about this man. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you are listening, Jakey, but uh, like, I don't really care enough to boo. But then he started roughing up Lin Jong, and I was like, that's it. Get off him. Yeah, I was. That's I my boy. did have a bit of a crack at him um, about potentially um, the fact that he hangs around teenagers. 
Um, and the people ar- was it? Yeah. yeah, the people around me were like, ooh, like you know when you're a kid in class and you lay yes. like like a like a sick burn on oh, another no, kid. And you're like, boy, big gums, and the kid with big gums turns around and he's like, well, um, I'm saying that because it actually happened. But um, <laughs> sorry, big gums. <laughs> yes, didn't happen to me. But uh, what are you saying? <laughs> but um, anyway, back to Stringer. And yeah, all these people turned around and were like, ooh, and this kid turned like this 17 year old boy turned around and looked at me, and I was like. Mate, mate, watch out. Like, it was just sort of, it's not me. It's, I'm just stating facts. Exactly. Um, that's it. Like, Stringer will, did it. It's I not your... I will lay yeah. down my life for Lin Chong. And if anyone wraps up my boy, I'll get it. Like, we have a signed Lin Chong Guernsey, Guernsey at home. That's how much... That's we're nice. a Lin Chong family. In this house, we respect Lin Chong <laughs> is actually what it says on my doormat. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, yeah. And so... Um, just getting distracted thinking about Lin Jong. And, yeah, Stringer played badly. Also, I said last week, all I want him to do is jump to receive a handball. You did. And he did do uh-huh. it on the wing. It was on the wing that I, cause I said on level three because mm-hmm. I'm one of the people. And so it was a bit hard to see. And I was, like, leaning over. Um, especially now that they've reserved all the front part of level three. Mm. And then they're like, oh, you should buy a reserve ticket because it's going to sell out. There's not going to be enough G- yeah. like GA. And I'm like, yeah, because you've taken up all the spots. Yes, as another lot of supporters, but when we play, like, a smaller club or a less successful club, like you know, you know, like a Carlton or something. Yeah. Um, it's not going to fill up, and I'm very mad about it. But anyway, I'm sitting on level three. I'm I'm leaning over to see where the ball is. I see Jake Stringer. I see someone handball it. I see him jump up. I see him take the ball. Then I see him get tackled as he lands. And I was like, there it is. Yeah. He's still doing it. If they you, still haven't fixed it. As like a regular listener on the show, you'll know that Neve said last week that it was it was almost a guarantee to happen. Yep. And as soon as it happened, you messaged me. Yep. So, uh, kudos I was right. to you. You yeah, were 100% exactly. right. I am the crystal ball. But it wasn't in the forward pocket, which mm. was I was hoping. But, I mean, I guess they're trying to play him as a midfielder. And there was just so many times where I was just, like, watching him. And I was like, bye. <laughs> like, yep. it was fine. He kicked – oh, but it was really funny as well. At one point, he kicked a goal. And, like, it was when Bulldogs were pretty much, like, winning. It was after, like, the Joe Danaher stuff and they were all just... Yep. I always knew I liked Joe Danaher. And when he handballed to Josh Green in the goal square, I was like, my number one non-Bulldog. Um, and then, yeah, and so he kicked... Stringer kicked a goal and it was like the Essendon supporters didn't care, but then they realised it was Stringer. So they're like, oh, no, we've got to, we've got to clap him, for yeah. him. And then the Bulldogs supporters realised it was Stringer. So we're like, oh, I've got to boo. And also, it was, like, silent after the goal. And then all of a sudden all this noise happened. It was like the I cogs thought, were turning. They're like, yeah, yeah. oh, hang Everyone on, that's, was like that's waking the number 25. Up like, oh, oh yep, yep, Stringer. Yep. Oh, yep, do yep, I hate okay. No, do I like it? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he got um, a big cut under his eye as well. I so. did see that and copped a whack in the eye. Mm. But he had a chat with JJ after the game. So Overall, though, he had a pretty quiet game. and Yeah. I mean, he played like Jake Stringer, which is showed yeah. a lot of promise. Didn't really do anything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only negative we could really take from the game was our accuracy in front of goals. Oh, we would have smashed them if we could yeah. kick straight. That was, and everyone agreed that the Essendon were lucky to get within four goals. Or mm. Lucky, maybe not lucky, but um, the do- the dogs could have easily won by 50, 60 points. We mm. kicked fourteen twenty. Uh, oh yeah. Which is a concern, but at the same time, it's almost like a, um, a like a an area where if we kick straight, we would have... It's we, always we, been, like, mm. for the last couple of years, for like, as long as I can remember, we just have not been able to kick straight. And my theory is that it's so windy at the Western Oval that when you go particularly indoors to Etihad, uh. they can't kick. So put a roof over Witten Oval. Or never play indoors again. Just play <laughs> only games at, like, Witten Oval or Monica or something. Oh. Just anywhere that's just a, there's a big gust. Because they cannot... That's my theory. Because they can't kick straight. And it really bothers me. Like, um, as well, Gower's one goal three. 
yeah, it's Gower's same thing as last week. He just seems like he's got a really good mark in the forward line, mm. but um, inaccuracy kills him. He could have easily had 10 goals this year, mm. but uh, one goal three last week it was similar. One goal three. Um, when it all when it when it all comes together, Gowers will be a really deadly forward uh, forward mm, yeah, player for us. It's got to keep uh, votes for this week. Who did you give yours to? Um, there was a couple of players I was looking at, and then which order I was going to put them in. So yeah. I was like, I had the four of Hunter, McRae, Williams, and Bontempelli. Mm-hmm. Um, I reckon I, Hunter Hunter three for me yeah. personally. I think he was played a complete game. killed it. Yeah, yeah. He I think he had the most important role. And then um, although I like. McRae a lot. Yep. Honourable mention to Jackson McRae. Um, you can't feature in my votes all the time. Jackson McRae, 30 disposals, 7 marks, uh, and 5 tackles. Pretty good game. Pretty good. I think, I mean, he did all the, it's hard to say because he kind of did all the grunt work and everything, but I think Williams had like particular moments yeah. where he like controlled everything. Williams um, looks really slick, slick coming out of the back line. He's like a little, a, uh, a little bit like JJ. Yeah, has that true. run, has that flair. Bob 2.0, somebody yeah. did mention. I like and that. I think he's been kind of being touted like that for a while, mm. um, which is cool. Good to see him. And he kicked a goal as well. Goal, had 12 marks, uh, 26 disposals. Pretty all, uh, pretty rounded game, yeah. I reckon. I think maybe if McRae kicked a goal, I would have been like, yep. Yeah, but fair enough. So three votes, Lockie Hunter, two to Williams. Yep, yeah, I'm going to put Williams second. Yeah. And then Bontepelli played predominantly as a forward and a ruck, yeah. which was cool. I think he did a good job. Um, I mean, he used to play third man up, and he did a good job of that. We've like had him pinched in the ruck before. Kicked three goals, three. Yeah, because I mean, Could've he is obviously s- like so tall, mm. but also because of his basketball background. Um, <laughs> did you know that that he has a basketball background? No, nah, a lot of players have basketball backgrounds. Why, don't, why, don't, why isn't there more reporters why that tell don't us about they talk basketball about backgrounds? It more right is what? Oh, speaking of, because his sister still plays basketball. Right. I don't know, I can't remember if I told this story. Sister plays basketball, same club as my sister. Just another hey. thing we have in common. Just something else I have in common with Marcus McNally. Um And he came to watch uh, her game a Aww. couple of weeks ago. My sister was working in the canteen yes. for the basketball club. And um, he ordered a bottle of Mount Franklin water from my sister. And she was so excited. She texted Aww. the whole family straight away. Was apparently, he polite? You know? Yeah, apparently he was very nice. Awesome. And there's a lot of rude people that come through the canteen. She's I, can, been I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, so she was like, oh, I, I think if my dad was here, he'd jet this for you or something. And he was like, ha, ha, ha. So <laughs> he, like, you know, he humoured her, which was nice. <laughs> but, yeah, very exciting. Uh, yeah, so one vote Bont or one vote McRae? One, I'm going to say Bont, I cool. think. I feel bad because McRae does such a good job and he's so good that it's like he has to have an even better game to yep. kind of like get noticed. Correct. But I think the role that Bontepelli was playing, and as well because, I mean, we all know he's super inaccurate in front of goal, but he kicked that one. He can't kick it dead in front, but he can kick it in the pocket. I don't really understand. Yeah, bizarre. Mm-mm, just the win theory. But, um, yeah, I think he had a more kind of... The Williams and Bontepelli have put ahead of McRae because of the role that they played. Correct. And I think out on the day that was kind of more important yeah i i, I don't want to discount what mccray did because no, that was also important like, i agree with you room, it's that. unfair on mccray because we we expect compare him to, yeah we expect a lot from him but at the same time i think williams is very very exciting stiff to miss out i'd say ed richards you had him in your positives True. and yep. you put um less than three so like the love heart yeah the um, love heart emoticon um, he's i love my Quickly boy. developing into a cult hero at the oh, dogs. I love him with my whole heart. I, yeah, I love him <laughs> with all of my heart as well. So that's two hearts combined. Two I think he played. Two hearts that beat for Ed. Um, <laughs> that can be our new intro. Yes. All right, next week you'll have two hearts <laughs> that beat for Ed as that intro. Um, 
I thought he played really, really well. Really nice rebounding defender, which which we seem to have in spades, which is really nice. Uh, mm. And took some nice marks, looked clean. He did. He just, and there was one part, um, and when the game was kind of more in the balance, it was towards our back and on the back of the square for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was under so much pressure, and I was like waiting for him to get tackled or waiting for him to drop the ball or do something, and he just didn't. And he yeah. got the ball back, and he gave it off, and he got it back. And I was like, oh, my God. And then he cleared it, and it went forward, and I was like... My boy. I know, wiping away tears. So bad it grew up so far. Yes. I'm so happy. Yeah, when we drafted him, I was over the moon just because mm. I wanted... The, he just has the best hair in the draft. Yeah. And I was like, yep, he sounds good. And then watching him in AFLX because I made the commitment to watch AFLX and I thought he looked really composed and in control. So when they did give him the call-up, um, round two he debuted, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep, in round two I was not surprised. And then I was like not not surprised by how well he played but like... Oh, wow, like, you know, that's translate. It's not just AFLX that he can look composed and in control in. It's actually real football. Yeah. Um, which is so exciting. So I'm going to buy a badge with his face on it. Nice. I'm going to start a shrine in my room. Um, I'm going to start a Worship shrine. Him twice a day. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Like, he is, I. He's only n- love 18 him. years old. He's a little tiny baby. He's picked 16th overall in the 2017 draft. Bit of a steal, which is nice. Yeah. To be honest, so you would, like, watching him now, you'd be like, top 10. Mm. Easy. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on the Bont playing as a forward? Yes, yeah, or no? he did. That was one of his best forward games. Yeah, if he continues to play forward like that, then I'm happy with it. Especially when we have so many good midfielders. If the midfield can put in and he can put in up forward, then why not? Yeah. But it was when he was playing badly as a forward, and we didn't have anyone having a crack at the midfield, and people were like he needs to play forward. Yeah. I was like, that's completely detrimental. Like it worked Correct. on the weekend. I wouldn't be surprised if it falls apart. As you said before, three goals, three like. He- could have potentially kicked six goals. Mm, uh, for sure. And three goals is amazing. I'll, yeah, three I'll take goals three goals is, yeah, every day. I will of the week. take three goals, please, yeah. sir. So, um, Tim English, you've, you've, uh, you've labelled him Tim I've given him a, Second Effort English. I've given him a nickname, and his nickname is Second Effort. Okay, cool. So, what are really your thoughts the on tongue, Second tongue, Effort? But second, Tim Second Effort English is a really good player. Yeah, I agree. And I'm um, glad that he plays for the Bulldogs. Is <laughs> my top-notch analysis. No, that's um, some insightful so stuff. So good. There. Like he did we did lose the hitouts. Mm, he had 19 hitouts. Not too bad, which is not too he's bad. He's playing young. against like a full-grown man mm, and he's years old. an almost grown man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a he's a teenager. Yeah. Watch out for Stringer. But um <laughs> he is going to be so good and he's already like you know like his what is it called the ceiling? His, his ceiling. ceiling. I like that is, um, metaphor. Especially as such a tall man, you need a high ceiling. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was annoyed because last time um, Team English played and I saw they had the roof open and I was like, made a good joke like that to open the roof so he didn't hit his head. And I couldn't make that joke again because I only come up with three good jokes a year and I need to reuse them. So how many, how many have you got left? One? Like none, I oh, think. God. Oh, actually, mm, do I make any good jokes? That's... <laughs> That's the way you get They just keep getting better the yeah. more episodes we have. Um, I'm trying. I like Tim English. He had uh, 17 disposals, and they're not like dodgy disposals when he no, gets it. You think, like, and he follows up. Mm. Um, he's good on the ground, which is incredible given how tall he is. Like, I know as a tall player, as soon as the ball hits the ground, I'm like, sorry, um, I can't do that. Yeah. I'm really sorry, but no. Um, so it's amazing <laughs> that he gets like, so, and he's so smooth doing it as yeah. well. Like, he doesn't look like Bambi's first time on the ice. So. <laughs> It's like it's a incredible and yeah when he loses the hitouts because like I mean playing against a much more experienced ruckman mm. he was bound to lose them on the weekend but he goes back for them like he follow he he'll ruck and then rove as well yeah which is extremely cool and handy so I agree go Timmy uh, generally our attack on the ball was phenomenal oh so much better 
We looked like we wanted to be there. Yeah. As Sam Landersberger said, there was a hint of 2016 September. Like, the pressure that we applied was amazing. We wanted to kick goals. Yeah. Tori Dixon in the forward line, I really like. Yeah. I really like Big Red back there as well. Even yeah. though he didn't... Um, he didn't kick any goals, but he takes the... He has to have their best defender pretty exactly. much because he's such a unit. Um, and then he can play up the ground as well. Yeah. Um, he had a really nice field kick as well on the weekend, which was cool. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it lets like Gowers and Bonton because that's the other thing. Like if Redpath isn't there, the next big defender would go to Bontempelli, and he probably wouldn't have the same opportunities. Yeah. If you've got Big Red taking like the big defender, and then like Bontempelli, Dixon, Gowers, you know, it's a good little, good little mix down yeah. there. And then whoever's resting forward, I guess. Let's go through some very very fast stats that we've got from the weekend. Fast stats. Uh, I'll go with the first one. 152 marks to 80. 23 to 13 marks inside 50. So, dogs oh, are doing yeah. well. Yeah. Marking the ball. Exactly. That's good. That's what you want. I think clean possession is nice also. Um, we had uh, we had one more tackle than Essendon. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not massive more tackle numbers, but we had 417 disposals and they only had 323. Oh so, gosh. it's hard to tackle like when you've got the ball, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yes. um, that obviously, like, yeah. So, I think 44 to 43, but in the ratio of 417 yeah. to 3 to 2 3. Uh, yeah, that is, makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Uh, this is the mathematician inside me. 23% mm. less experience than any other team in the AFL. Obviously, I didn't do the maths myself. Mm. But we, uh, accumulative, we had 1,308 games played. The next youngest was Brisbane with uh, 1,702. So oh, that's a big difference. It's, younger, yeah, huge. Younger than Brisbane. You know how but big of a difference it is? It's Luke. 23%. That's... <laughs> Wow, maths. Um, I quick, suppose they've got math. Luke Hodge now. Yeah, true. So they, who should <laughs> took a lot of spotlight away from Murphy and Boyd, but <sighs> I won't let that. He didn't even retire. Sully, my, yeah, Murphy exactly. retired. Boyd retired. <sighs> anyway, but Any yeah, that would explain why. That, I was four. trying to think why they were so um, old, but that would yeah. explain. He's got like three hundred whatever games. I'm assuming. Yeah, he would. Uh, yeah, more than three hundred. I don't know. I only care about. <laughs> what was his name? Hodge or Sorry, something? Sorry, this Luke Hodge recruit looks pretty good. Where'd he come from? He looks old. <laughs> wow. Uh, awesome. Another cool one, we'll finish off with this positive, was that Zach Merritt was only held to 13 touches uh, and Honeychurch had oh, a direct awesome. role on him. So, oh, sick. Go Honeychurch. We, we fly the flag for Honeychurch. We Church. do, he gets actually. Slammed in the, First two rounds, he was getting slammed, but we stood by him. Yeah. Honeychurch, look at him go. Yeah, also, yeah, I was well, when I was watching the game, I was, and because you're not watching it on TV, obviously, it's hard. Yeah. Um, also, it seemed like dark in any head. I don't know mm. if uh, listeners who were at the game, did you think it was dark? Because me and my dad thought it was dark, but we also both like have bad eyesight. So <laughs> um, I'm not really sure. But it, I was like, oh, am I just not paying attention to... And like, you know, when you're far away, a kid with brown hair, you can't really tell who it is. Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, and I saw he took a mark or something. And I was like, oh, I haven't really seen Merritt. Maybe we are doing a really good job on him or maybe I've just not been paying attention. Yeah. And I was paying attention and we were doing a good job on him. So there's really two positives in one. Boom. Mm. Let's have a look at the VFL. We lost to Sandringham Zebras. Yep. They won 113 to 92. But there was a couple of positives to take out of the game. Yeah, definitely. Our good friend of the pod, Fergus Green, number 30, kicked two sausage rolls, which is Nice, yep. he's kicked two uh, last week as well. Very so consistent. Incredibly consistent. Uh, other notable contrib- contributors, Pat Lipinski, four goals, 22 disposals, eight marks and 11 tackles. Pretty impressive Lipinski. performance. Yep. Um, 
also I don't know if uh, into the same team. basketball club as Bonpelli and really Rice, so, yeah basketball background yep basketball background it's the secret ingredient yeah that's what it is Fletcher Roberts get my kicked. sister in the team <laughs> <laughs> Fletcher Roberts kicked two goals had seventeen disposals and three marks yeah. potential in for Zane Cordy. Yeah, probably. I think it's going to have to be. Makes sense. Um, there's not really anyone else that I can see. Well, the other one oh, that Ruff, springs to I mind. I mean, Roughhead, if he's good oh, from true. his concussion, yeah, yeah, yeah. will come back in, I'm mm. assuming. But then it's kind of like, then we have to play Roughhead as a back. And yeah. I don't. I, he's a good back, but he's a better ruck. Agreed. And him and Team English, I think, will work together well in the ruck. Yeah. So, But it's like, okay, we want to bring Fletcher Robinson because we need someone tall. And we're going to bring Roughhead back. But then it's like, are we too tall? Also... Um, who goes out? You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. These are the questions. That's it. And I need answers. <laughs> Shane Biggs and <laughs> I have Lewis no Young, for them. I could maybe see coming in like a defender out, but Zane Cordy plays a tall defender, so it doesn't really make sense for yeah. Biggs Zane, to come in. Yeah, exactly. So uh. Shane Biggs, 25 disposals, three marks, four tackles, but Lewis Young had the 21 disposals, but he had nine marks. So okay. it was an all-round performance, not too bad by them. Yeah, um, Yes, I, I, I think the yeah, obvious the obvious not, inclusion. I don't envy the uh, match committee. Exactly, uh, I think the obvious inclusion would be Fletcher Roberts. Uh, Boyd was used in the ruck. He didn't kick a goal, but um, yeah, that's why I don't understand all these people. Like, why isn't you playing Boyd? Why aren't you playing Boyd? Blah 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 blah. And it's kind of like he's not setting the world on fire. Exactly. He's doing okay, but he's not setting the world on fire, number one. It, we're under a lot of pressure as a club at the moment. Like partic- I mean, this week, yeah. if we choke again next week, then we're going to be back under the pressure that we were the week before. You know what yep. I mean? Like one good game does not equal um, pressure off. I don't think a lot of people understand kind of like how mental illness operates yeah. sort of thing. Just because he's coming back to play doesn't mean he's like cured or whatever. Exactly. Like, it's almost as if it's cyclical and it's like hard to predict. Right. Um, and so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it makes sense for him to come b- back when we're under pressure. It'll put like the spotlight on him when he comes back. It's gonna be so That's massive. It. That's it. I think like, and the, you know, if he comes back into the AFL, let's say he comes back and he plays one quiet game, imagine the the criticism that not only he will cop but Bevo will cop. They'll be so like, why did they rush him back in? Why did they rush him back in? You can't win until he's like ready. You've got to. Yep. We don't want to give ourselves. I don't know if we're cooking him up. Trying not to get salmonella is the analogy <laughs> exactly. I'm trying to think of. It's not, yeah, it's not fair to expect him to come back. Yeah, and I, it's not like, I mean, now that Red passed back, it's not like we need, need no, him. No, 100%. You know I mean? It'd be nice to have him, but if he's not feeling it, then that is fine by me. Mm. Forgotten man of the, one of the forgotten men that doesn't really get discussed a whole lot is Tom Campbell. And Yeah, true. You know, big when Tom. when you talk about bigs at the club, uh, like big men, not Shane Biggs, obviously, mm. you don't often Freudian think... Slip. <laughs> you don't often think about Tom Campbell. He had 27 hitouts and combined with Tom Boyd for an overall 41 hitouts. Okay. Uh, kicked a goal, four marks, five tackles. I'll be interested to see whether he gets a call up because he's you know, he's been in the system for a long time now. Yeah, true. Um, always often been like the second. He'll play a good game up. and he looks like a really like he looks like a footballer and then all of a sudden the next week, just nothing. Yeah. So it'd be the interesting. Thing, the difference with him in English I think is English seems a little bit cleaner yeah, true. Um, with his disposal Tom Campbell when he used to get it I would have a little like have to hold my breath a little bit when mm. he went for that massive ball drop <laughs> um, yeah that's true yeah it'd be interesting I would be fascinated if Ruffhead doesn't have another week could be a little sneaky to come in for mm. uh, Zane Cordy but no it'd be cool yeah let's interesting let's move on to Nuffy of the week so last week's Nuffy of the week 
we had two nominations. We had our man that was we couldn't work out his name, so we just called him Plow mm. Man. Well, it was a Plow Lover Fifty Four. Plow Lover Fifty Four. That was one. So, and I called him. Um, and he suggested he said, "Guys, should we try and recruit Terry, Wa- Terry Wallace back to the club? Sick of Bevo." And we also had. Uh, Les, for everyone screaming for Tom Boyd to be in the AFL side, please consider that Jeremy Cameron, Tom Lynch, or Jesse Hogan would do at VFL level, level before considering if he would be an improvement to our side. I didn't mention Buddy Franklin because he gets paid more. So that kind of rattled us. So good. The winner was Plough Lover uh, for trying to get back Terry Wallace. This week, though, we've got uh, a guy called Brandt. Brant's mm-hmm. commented on the Western Bulldogs and he said, Honey Church, Jong, Wallace, Gowers wouldn't get a game at Carlton at the moment. Just, could, oh, for, for context, yeah. this was before the game yeah. last week. So egg on your face, Brant. <laughs> we keep persisting with blokes who can't kick the footy and have terrible skills. Honey Church and Jong should have been delisted last year. Wow. At least Big Red Path is back. How they stuffed that up was a disgrace. Why hasn't Cordy been tried forward since grand final year? He has a competitor up there. He was a competitor up there, pardon me. Yeah, he was a defensive forward up there. Brant. There's so much wrong with this because Honeychurch, as we said before, played an outstanding game and has played an outstanding game. He's been consistent. Mm. I think Jong's been okay. Coming back from an injury, like, yeah. Wallace didn't play prior to this week. (laughs) Yeah. So don't understand where Brant's coming from. Um, Gowers, as we Gowers said, Gowers has been okay, and also a bit of a kick in, kick in the guts to Gowers, who couldn't get a game at Carlton. Yeah, that's why yeah. he's with us. So um, interesting take from so that, our man Brandt. That's nominee number one. Nominee number two comes from Cam. Cam said, "I'm just curious. Gowers again has a strong mark, but kicking needs some work. Experience as a forward. Could he play on Buddy or not? Oh, just there's a lot to unpack here. As um, I say, with a lot of the nuffs." Yeah, so Cam, I don't think he could play on Buddy. Could, yeah, look, experience as a forward, like, yep, because he is a forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, if you'd done your um, in-depth research like me, um, one of the reasons that Gowers didn't really take off a Carlton is because he was trialled down back and up yeah. forward and he couldn't really find a spot, didn't really like playing back, didn't really suit him. Um, I mean, as well, um, Carlton have got, like, Doherty, who's now injured, but at the time, yeah. Doherty, like... Uh, Simpson and all Marsh that. Bank as well, yeah. Yeah, so hard for him to break into the back line, didn't, so they didn't really try him for too long there. But just the size difference as well. Mm. Like, Gowers is a small forward, you would argue, small to mid yeah. forward. Buddy is the most athletic person I've ever seen in my whole life. <laughs> wow. So you need to be at maybe at least his height Yeah. would be my... I mean, just ask Kale Hooker. Yes. Speaking of people who can't chase down Buddy Franklin. Um, oh, that was the best. Oh, so good. Just his could, face. Yeah. He was chasing someone as well on the weekend, Kel Hooker, and I was like, <laughs> I remember that time you can run down my bike. Uh, he'll go down in like history as the guy that chased Buddy Franklin in yes, that Yes, the guy who flops when he gets tapped in, so I think if, in the if, face. If Gowers plays on him, we could potentially see, like, I don't want that. I don't want Gowers to be remembered as the guy that Stops Gowers kicking points. Buddy. Exactly. That's yeah, fair point. <laughs> but yeah, get on our Facebook. You can either vote for Brant, who went on an absolute yeah, just whipping just spree, <laughs> gave all the players a spray that ended up playing really well this week. Mm, or you can that was what they needed. They yeah. probably read, read Brant's comment. And well, like, wow, Brant's got two we've... likes, so at least two of the players might have seen it ah. and liked it. <laughs> uh, Cam Smith was the other one that reckons, uh, you know, Gowers could play on Buddy. So get on Facebook. 
the kennel cough. Just search it. The kennel cough. It's not even the kennel cough. Yeah, the kennel cough. Should be there. And hopefully. yeah, vote vote this week because uh, and obviously every week send us through any nuffies that you find because Please. there's so many good ones out there. Let's look at next week. Saturday afternoon, we're playing Sydney. It's going Ooh. to be another challenge. They're pretty like exciting. Stay. Beat GWS on the weekend. They're good. That game, though, I was not inspired by. I watched the first really? couple of quarters and I was like, because I was ready. I was like settling in. Yeah, yeah. A big Saturday night at home <laughs> for me. No, I, I worked all day, okay? I'm not that bad. Yeah, right. But um, so I'm like, right, going to have my dinner, sit down and watch it. And I was like, I don't know if it's because I was tired from working all day, but I did not find it. Pit- I was like ready for, you know, the, the Battle of the Bridge, that yeah. fabled... Rivalry rivalry that spans (laughs) football history, the Battle of the Bridge. I was ready to watch some champagne football. Perfect conditions for football, probably. I don't can't remember what the weather was, but just nothing. Just Mm. there wasn't a lot going on. Buddy's goal. I wanted to shoot out. Yeah, I mean there was the Buddy show, but that's kind of like granted. Let's talk about Buddy. Who do we want to see going in? Because usually you'd have Dale Morris, Mm. and then if you have Cam as a head coach, you'd have Billy Gowers. Yeah, Marcus Adams would go on him. Would also play well on him. And then I, I Joel Hamling pl- did a good job mm, in 2016. True. I reckon the next person <laughs> in would have been uh, Zane Cordy, and unfortunately he's been suspended. Yeah, I reckon Zane would have been a good challenge for Cordy. He yeah. would have done well. I'd like to see... I don't think Norton would go very well on him. I think Norton's a better player as a bit of a intercept mm. running back. So maybe if Fletcher Roberts comes in, I'd like to see how he goes on him. Yeah, true. Uh, uh, yeah, I think it'll be whoever comes... In. Yeah. The It'll other be player, interesting to see. I mean, because I mean, the other thing is if we bring Roughhead in from his concussion yeah. and then we use him as a backman. Correct. But I don't know. Um, one of the positives, though, is that Reed has Sam Reed has injured his quad, um, <laughs> which is great because <laughs> so good because <laughs> we an did not injury. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Uh, oh, and Melican as well is yeah. out out with a quad injury as well. They've already. Haven't got Naismith for the whole season. Dan Hanabry and Zach Jones. So Zach Jones is a little. Remember when he hit? Uh, he hit someone. Cloak, I reckon it was. And he then hit Cloak, somebody, yeah. and because he's feral, mm. and I'm glad he's not playing. Yeah. So <laughs> got that Zach Jones. <laughs> Seems like both teams. It's almost worked out kind of well. They've lost a tall forward. We lost a tall defender. Hopefully that. This is true. I mean, it could bit. be worse. It could be the Cordy out and Sam Reed still. Exactly. Did. And we love nothing more than just being super optimistic. Well, That's just look, looking at the outs, I reckon we merely can win this game. Hey! Thank you. <laughs> I'm using up my quota of two good jokes. Uh, we've got three <laughs> good jokes left for the show. <laughs> um, I'm going to try. I'm going to really get them out. Get them out quick. Yeah, nice. Um, anything else with the Sydney Swans game this weekend that we need to be aware of or... Any other players that could be damaging? Um, I think Heath Grundy's also yeah. always interesting in the back line. And given our forwards aren't... We haven't got Brendan Goddard to kick it straight to us <laughs> in <laughs> the kick-ass. That first goal was so handy. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't really see Heath Grundy doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. Reg Grundy's. Um, so it's interesting to think about how we are going to navigate that. I think... We just look. I reckon we've just got to kick more goals. That's it. Accuracy in front of goals <laughs> will be sweet. Um, the only other player. If we kick is more goals than the opposition. <laughs> we should be okay. You should be coaching the team. I should with be that coaching kind of the team. Theory. Uh, the other player I reckon is an interesting one is Kennedy. 
Mm. We, oh, yeah. He is severely underrated. Yeah. And if he'd stayed at Hawthorne, we would be banging on about him. <laughs> exactly. Like, Tom Mitchell, no one heard about him until he came down to Hawthorne. Exactly. And Let's he's done it without him. a basketball background, so that just... Amazing. Know, Incredible. I don't know how he does it. I mean, he probably plays backyard basketball somewhere. He probably shoots hoops with the kids in his street because he seems like that kind of guy. Yeah. I reckon the dogs should carry the momentum and we'll get oh, the win over. Oh, you reckon? Get the win over Swans. It's at Etihad, so don't have to stress too much about, like, you know, Sydney at SCG is always a hard one. But yeah, that's true. Playing at Etihad, we've got a bit of momentum uh, and hopefully Jordan Rafed comes back in and we'll be fine. Buddy Franklin are late out with gastro. Yeah. I mean, I did try to poison his food, so... Oh, yeah. uh, No, I've been mailing him cyanide (laughs) for months now. All right, we're down to two jokes left for the show. Uh, Let's go. That's not a joke. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good joke. (laughs) Uh, Let's start at the social media watch, and what a sad picture of Matthew Boyd in the Collingwood work uniform. So if you go onto our Twitter, Mm -hmm. Kennel Cough Pod, at Kennel Cough Pod on Twitter. You're all following it already. Yeah. I tweeted a pic that I saw of Matthew Boyd toiling hard for Collingwood VFL in a Collingwood uniform. I captioned it cursed image because I feel cursed when I look at it. This is the darkest timeline. Um, And, yeah, pretty upsetting, but important for him to get away before he eventually comes back to the Bulldogs, in my opinion. That's it. Um, But, yeah, pretty tough. That was the toughest thing I saw on social media. Um, I haven't written this down. This is a social media post without notice, but um, Shane Biggs... Loves reality television. Oh, right? He How lo- weird. Loves reality television about people trying to find love. <laughs> Married at first sight. And Bachelor now he's on to Bachelor in Paradise, and he did so a really good. good one where I'm going to describe this for you. I'm not even yep. going to look at the picture because I've got it burnt into my brain. <laughs> it's the promo from Bachelor in Paradise, except instead of heads, they have cartoon spatulas, <laughs> and then instead of bachelor, it's a spatula in a word art. Remember word art from Microsoft? Yes. Word? In oh, the font so orange good. word art font over the top, and it says Spatula in Paradise, and he's captioned it, "Will you accept this spatula?" And you know what I say, Shane? Yes. What does I this guy ex- do in his spare time? I love it. Play in the VFL. Yeah, true. Get dropped and then play VFL. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, that was mean. Spatula, I would love that, to accept I love that Shane word up form. Yeah, it's amazing. It was um, really incredible. We'll finish on a, a nice... Oh, wait. Oh, look. We've oh, got sorry. another one. Sorry. Well, I was going to say we'll finish on Katie Brennan's. Oh, no. I want to save that for last. Oh, okay. The other one uh, was yeah, 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 um, sorry. Western Bulldogs. There's a pick of <laughs> Luke Dullhouse with his like, hands in like, a prayer position. Mm-hmm. And Bulldogs referenced a popular meme page by saying, plenty of good energies in Sunday's first win. Of course, referencing, yeah, good boy, good boy, good footy energies. And I would like to... I think technically they're a friend of the podcast because... One time, the guy who runs that added me on Facebook, and I said, hey, why'd you add me? Because we have no mutual friends. Um, I'm wondering what's going on. And he said, he's just trying to make more friends. I was like, that sounds nice. And he offered to do long-distance Reiki on me. Oh, what's Reiki? I don't know. So I stopped. Sounds nice, but um, interesting. I think it's one of those, like, chakra-aligning things. But from long distance. Interesting. So maybe the... Maybe... um, the man whose name escapes me. Yeah, yeah, good. Footy, um, good yep, yeah, good, the good, the good boy. The original did good some boy. long distance Reiki on the Bulldogs, and that's yeah. how we won. And, and then it's all manifested by Dullhouse doing that, and then the Bulldogs Twitter yeah. account posting about plenty of good energies. Uh-huh. That's my theory. Never too late to get onto it as well. Like it was probably hit its peak it last year. Hit now its peak the, last year. Now the you can tell Bulldogs it was on the way down. Like, yep. Yeah, it's on the way down because um, the club is referencing <laughs> yeah. it. 
and also kids at the Big Bash do it. Yep. And that's how you know a meme is dead. Exactly. Next week we'll see them dabbing or something like that. <laughs> or planking. <laughs> <laughs> that's so bad. I remember that. Uh, Katie, this is the last one that yep. you didn't... Yeah, fair we enough. We wanted to we'll, save till last because yeah, it's very it inspirational. Pretty nice. Katie Brennan, captain of the AFL women's side, has tweeted, all smiles for su- successful Rico and a brand new ankle and a magic. So uh, magic I think she coffee. made a typo there. <laughs> And the magic what? I don't know. Oh, magic! magic's a type of coffee. It's oh, is like, it? Um, what? It's a real, like, pretentious coffee. Oh, I've, really? I've ordered it a couple of times. But Ooh, okay. Something yeah, me and got Katie in common, are, Just uh, another thing you've got in common <laughs> with Katie Brennan. Yeah, we both back for the Bulldogs. We both order magics. What is it? What is a magic? Explain it to me. Um, I want to know how Katie gets so to be So, I think it's a double ristretto shot. Mm. Uh, don't ask me what a double ristretto shot is. Okay. And then three quarters of milk. So, it's just, like, coffee that... Uh, is super strong and really bitter. Awesome. But not like, it's not as strong as an espresso shot. So she would have been like jumping around on her new ankle straight afterwards. Yeah, she's full of caffeine. She's really good. And she looks really happy in the photo. She does look happy, actually. I can't imagine me looking that happy after ankle surgery. No, but she says she's looking forward to the next chapter, building towards 2019. Thanks so much for the love and support. Because, yeah, it looks like she's probably not going to play VFLW this season. Well, Emma Carney's left the dogs, which is sad. We talked about that last week, but it's almost like Katie Brennan get a full season out of her. We don't even need Emma Carney. Emma Carney whomst? <laughs> I don't know who Emma Carney is. Oh, that girl is. that won the best and fairest. Oh, I think I remember her. I'm not really sure. Doesn't ring a bell. It's fine. I'm not upset. No, nah, I'm I very upset. Yeah, well, I've got Ed Richards now, so goodbye, Emma. We should mention as we wrap up this show that we did win the inaugural Sin Media Cup against the Flying Up podcast. Yes, haha. Smoked them. So Smoked them good. Yeah, bad luck. Bad luck, Liam, next time. Nah. Uh, but as as every week, please get on Facebook, get on Twitter, show us some love, tweet at us. We're so lonely. Give us five stars, <laughs> uh, even if you don't like it. Just give us five stars. Yeah, Facebook doesn't give you another option, so you might as well just put down five stars. <laughs> <laughs> um, review us and subscribe on iTunes and just send us some stuff. Send us some nuffies. Yeah. And send, send us, us a, some love. Send us a pic of you on your way to the football. Yeah, I like that. Send wholesome, us a pic of you on the, wholesome in the way interactions to the football. Only. And we might even retweet it. Oh, I would 100%. I'm going to like and retweet it. Ooh. Very generous. <laughs> uh, been a pleasure. <laughs> we'll see guy. you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye.